Did did you guys hear anything? Yes. Nope. Did I the lady nothing. say anything? Ah, the ping. Ah, the ping. Just ah, the, ping. the ping. Not oh, the lady good. talking. No, okay. was, the it's lady like talks to me. She shows up. She doesn't show up. You never know what's happening with this Google lady. Anyway, be that as it may. Awe uh, and salam alaikum to episode 20. 20 of hmm. 1 million of iTunes watch list. I'm your host, Zay Krill, alongside a triumphant trio of nerds, starting with the Kervinator himself, Kervin Kluter, the nerd from nowhere, Shadli Desai, and the second Shamalama Ding Dong, Shamiz Patel, Papa Tanasio. I got it right oh, for the 20th, guys. Yes, like, but you, you you spelled my name wrong on, spo- on, the, on the podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you speak of. Go go back and you're talking about the podcast Listen. description. Okay, though we still have an entire episode to get through. <laughs> Just go Just go back and check it. Uh, yeah, you can it. you can update it, but still. Uh, what update? There's no update required. What are you talking about? Nobody nobody here knows what you're talking about, and nobody that's listened to that episode knows what you're talking about. So it exists only in your mind. <laughs> that's all. Don't make faces like intimidating faces at me. This is an audio podcast. It means <laughs> nothing. <laughs> uh, For now. So it's a bit of a weird one. We didn't, uh, to those of you who listen, we didn't do an episode last week. It was just a simple case of our schedules just couldn't align. Right? I was I was busy in the times that I was but bu- it's mainly primarily my fault. The times that I was busy, the other guys couldn't coordinate with. And so we decided to do a little bit something special this week. Actually, going to do a double feature, and I realize if I was a smarter man, I could have said it was planned that way because it's twentieth episode. <laughs> that's why we're doing a double feature. But we all know you're not a smarter man, but I am not a Ooh. smarter man, <laughs> right? Um, so we'll be discussing uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, and also uh, Love Rosie, which was actually last week's. Um, selection it's uh, basically which, a double shabby's week a, yeah that's correct which seems appropriate given what we did <laughs> so let's, let's just get that out of the way our plan which we was so felt so clever we thought we were so clever i'll be honest i admired it <laughs> right uh like backfired completely <laughs> It wasn't even close. Not even close. It's like I was soliciting for votes and it didn't matter at all. But I mean, I think even if we hadn't have done that, that was the movie that deserved it. was the best movie of the bunch. Um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. So, oh, yeah. Without a whatever. doubt. <laughs> it's iconic. Um, and then, uh, you know, like other, like other people might say that we... Um, we didn't do an episode last week because we were scared that those people would be wrong. Anyway, <laughs> so the, those are the movies that's on the agenda uh, because we're all here for iGen's watch list where we tell you what we've watched, what we're watching, what we want to watch, and we do it once a week, every week. We'll also maybe dig into all the news in the world of movies, TV, and streaming, maybe answer a few native questions along the way. This episode was recorded on the 29th of March, 2022, and we begin not with the homework, but something else I want to bring up ahead of time just for a few minutes, uh, as I said, we're recording this on the 29th of March, 2022, which is also the day that Disney South Africa has confirmed that Disney Plus, their streaming service, will launch in South Africa on the 18th of May, 2022, at the very reasonable price of 119 Rand per month or 1,119 Rand uh, for the year. 
which means you get one month free, I think. Something like that. Something like that. Um, and that's big news, guys. I don't know if you have like feelings on that curve, and I'm sure you have. Um, you don't really care that much because you already have Disney, <laughs> Disney Plus. I, I don't actually. It's the one streaming service I don't. <sighs> but yes, I'm very hyped, especially since it's dropping right in time for Kenobi. So uh, that, that's pretty damn awesome, actually. Um, and uh, oh, um, some people asked about it. If, if you saw the tweet, on the tweet in the top right corner, there was a picture of Pam and Tommy, the Hulu show. So Hulu is owned by Disney as well. And in the States, they bundle Hulu with Disney Plus. And, but we don't get that here. But you, what they, we will be getting Star. Yeah. So, so what Disney does is the networks Disney bought a while back called Star. And they sort of, in the countries where they can't roll out Hulu and Discovery Plus and National Geographic, they basically bundle content from those services into under the Star banner. And that gets included as part. So we'll be getting, because they, you know, Disney, they don't want to put, you know, Document or shows about the sex tape with Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee on Disney Plus, you know, with right next to a yeah, Pixar that's... movie. So yeah. they'll they'll put it separate. All the all the family friendly stuff stays on Disney Plus itself, and other stuff goes to like well, we'll get it through Star. So I don't know which what content we'll be getting, but it's good to know we'll be getting some of it. I was gonna say family friendly, but it says the Punisher. Yes, <laughs> Disney Plus has changed. <laughs> Shamiz, I, um, I like you. Obviously, uh, going to be very happy to be able to watch Loki legally I'm over so and over excited. and over again. I do worry though that because it's going to be legally through a proper account registered with my email address, that Disney Plus is going to get suspicious of my activity on the number <laughs> of times that it is watched. <laughs> I need to I, watch an incognito. I think. I think they'll be okay with it. <laughs> I, think I, I do be wonder though. I do wonder though if we're going to get the premium stuff. So um, for those who don't know, Disney Plus, uh, Disney's got an agreement with their movies. Um, some of their movies launch day and date in cinema on um, they call it the prim, Disney Plus Premier. You pay an additional cost for it, and then also any movies released in the cinemas are in the cinemas the forty days, forty-eight days. I think it's sixty. Sixty. 60. No, I think it's 45. 45 days. 45 days. 45 days later. Clearly, none of us know what what we're talking about. No, I do know. (laughs) I just got confused because it's, you know, Paramount, Universal. They've all got their own own time slots now. It's not no longer the 90 days. Um, Sony's the only major Hollywood studio that is still holding to the 90 days um, theatrical window. So, yeah, after that, it launches on Disney+. Plus. But I don't know if we're going to get those features as well. Um, I mean, ultimately for me, I... I, um, I wouldn't take advantage of that anyway. Um, I like if I know that the movie is going to come out in ninety days and I can watch it for free, I'll just wait. Um, because otherwise, it's going to be a movie that I want to see in the cinema, and you would um, pay that money anyway. And that would happen. So um, I, I'm I could care. I couldn't be bothered which way they decide to go with it. Mm. Um, I'm happy uh, either way. One thing I I, um, I am quite. Um, uh, impressed by it, right? Because like I mentioned, the price is going to be 119 Rand, right? Um, and no one at Disney South Africa has confirmed this for me, but my understanding is, is that they only have that one tier subscription and it gives you four concurrent streams, um, which mm-hmm. means, you know, four different people can be watching something at the same time. If you want four concurrent streams with Netflix, you have to pay 199 mm-hmm. That's... And I think you can reach the 10 devices on Disney Plus on that, on that package, if I recall correctly. 
Yeah, there's a there's a couple of, like it's a it's a sizable amount. Of yes. devices yeah, it's a, it's a very good like base tier to have. So I mean, like once you you register for it, you're pretty much sorted. It's also just the opening, you know, in the introduction to the service. I'm sure the prices will probably get pushed up. Um, I'm not sure it will eventually, but I mean, this is sort of on not on par, but when Disney Plus launched initially, it was also at a very good price point. Um, they they got this bundle that they did in some of the other countries, which I was hoping we would get. Is that the, the Disney ESPN. Plus Hulu, Disney Plus Hulu and ESPN bundled together, and that was dirt cheap, like it was super like $15 cheap. dollars or something. But yeah, it was it was super cheap for those three bundled together, and I was hoping we would get that. Doesn't it sound like we're going to, but the actual. Um, price we're getting for our tiers sounds like very very good very reasonable price yeah it's a it's a very good deal um the only problem well, well actually no I, I need to reverse that like when disney plus launched originally um i would have said there's no way i will get it but since the fox acquisition and um like with us in particular having national geographic also rolled into it and some of the Hulu stuff also kind of like in the stars but that you were talking about it is a much more um compelling uh, mm. product than before. Like, it's important to remember, like, it says Disney, but the plus part is also very important. Because, like, you think it does, you think, oh, Aladdin, The Little Mermaid, Toy Story, etc., etc. And yes, like, all of that is there, and all the Star Wars stuff, and all the MCU stuff, but there's, like, a massive library of 20th Century Fox films, and um, that's that's a fantastic variety of stuff. Mm. Uh, because 20th Century Fox wasn't like, like Disney makes a very particular kind of movie and all the movies are like that. But 20th Century Fox made a big variety of stuff. So there's a much more compelling argument to get it. So I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Undoubtedly, their marketing machine, they can afford to spend lots and lots of money just pushing it and letting people know it's there. Mm. And the price is so reasonable. I'm sure that it's going to be a, a fantastic success uh, locally and that's and i mean that's beyond like nerds like us that need to have all the mcu series and the forthcoming star wars series that's going to be coming out and so on um yeah yeah i'm actually interested. i'm excited for my kid to have well easier access to all the the disney films mm. yeah exactly. you shadly you and shamiza you're definitely gonna have to get it because uh, your kids are going to want to sing Let It Go. and Oh, I have no problem with that at all. Shadly, <laughs> out in his blue dress turning along. <laughs> oh, you know it. Uh, you know it. Just anyway. If, if I vote for, for Frozen and it wins, Zayd is definitely wearing that blue dress. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you say that as if I'm going to be like scammed to put on this dress. As if there's a lot. Yeah, the, the, same, the same thing happened my my it was my niece's birthday recently and she's obsessed with frozen and someone made a joke because i'm a godfather you must come in a blue dress and i was like okay and they were like <laughs> <laughs> laughing i'm like what you laughing about i'll do it <laughs> who cares man <laughs> anyway so uh we we move into uh monty python and the holy grail right the movie that completely destroyed the fast and the furious franchise at least in our little corner of the internet um yeah, I mean I felt bad when when Shamiz dominated that movie. So we already had already set up plan in motion and then we were like, Yeah, that's actually a good movie. We were I don't know what we were expecting, but and it's we strange. Were... It's strange because generally I give my nomination last. 
And for some reason this week, well, last week, I was ready. Yeah, you, you, I just, it's as if you knew or something. But regardless, we watched the movie. I hadn't seen it in a really long time. So it was actually fun to watch it again because mm. there was actually bits that I had forgotten. Same with me. Um, like the whole sequence when, I cannot remember, I cannot remember the, the character names, but the whole sequence at the castle with all the, the women. The, all the women were all aged between 16 and 19 and a half. I'd completely forgotten that sequence. Um, oh, is was, that was, was, was Khaled? Khaled the pure. I think it's, yeah, yeah yes. I think it was Khaled. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've, I've forgotten that that happens at all. Um, but like, re- as re-watching the film, um, it was like clear why this movie is a classic. Um, there's like so many lines and bits and and things that have become part of nerd osmosis. Like there are people today who are quoting lines and memes and concepts from that film who have never seen that film and don't know where it comes from. So like I watched it with the, with the, my kids. Um, two of them actually watched the whole film and uh, like they were like, oh, is, oh, is that where that comes from and stuff mm. like that. So yeah, like I get it, but at the same time, I can kind of also see, um, like now having become a student of film and so on. There's like a lot of shortcuts in the. You can like see. Yep. Uh, we didn't have money for this. <laughs> I mean, one of the one of the most iconic gags in the movie is the the coconuts, and it was just <laughs> because they didn't have horses. They they couldn't have they, they didn't have horses. They had money for like one horse or something like that. So that, yeah, that's, they, where the, that's where that gag came about. I <laughs> love like how, I, I love how like meta this movie is for its time. It's like yes. so ahead of its time. Like I, I had actually forgotten about the whole thing about the, the guy getting killed in the forest and the police investigating. Oh, I had yes. completely it's, forgotten about I, I don't I don't even know what type of humor this is exactly. Like what exactly it's is the absurdist, absurdist. Of movie? Because no, it's Pythonesque. <laughs> that's what it is. It, it it knocks the air out of me. If I think about it a little bit too hard, I I, I can't breathe. I can't think about those coconuts for too long. It just finishes me completely. I fought in your general direction. <laughs> and then I mean, that's also like, um, that's like the first gag. That's right? the thing. Is they set the tone straight away. And we're like, when it happened, okay, actually, actually, that's a lie. It's not the first gag. The first gag is the whole credit sequence. Yes, the, the, yeah. the, like the Norwegian credits. Because like we're watching it, right? And so I remember this gag, like with the credits. And and my kids are at that, like they've grown up in a world where movies don't have a credit sequence. Right? Not really. And mm. if it does, it's incredibly brief. So they like so whenever we watch something old, they would say, "Oh, can't we fast forward post the credits and the like whatever." So now I'm like insisting, no, you need to watch the credits and read the subtitles. And so obviously, like, oh, they do it reluctantly, and then obviously the joke starts to build on itself and blah blah blah, and then you know they like kind of get it. But like, yeah, like then the coconuts happens, and then suddenly it's an argument about like can an African raven carry a coconut and whatever. No, 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 a no, fully laden, African. a fully laden African swallow. <laughs> swallow, sorry, sorry. Um, and I don't know if you saw like later. There's a side gag. Um, like about a third of the way into the movie where a guy is trying to tie a coconut to yes. a bird. Yes, <laughs> yes. And it's not really marked on it at all. It's just, no, it's but just there's, there's a lot of that like throughout the movie. Like if, if you really like dig deep, like there's a lot of that. My, my what favorite, is it? 
my favorite gag in the entire movie is still Lancelot charging the castle. The cutaway is far away, and he's like, far away. <laughs> he's suddenly there. <laughs> he just starts wrecking dudes. He just kills everybody. <laughs> my favorite thing for a reason that I cannot explain to you again, one of those things that just have me in stitches, is the, the knights are saying me. <laughs> just, that makes no sense. That's it's, why. It's just, it kills me. And then when he uses it, he then takes it and he uses it forward. <laughs> and it's for some reason, it's so incredibly threatening. I just I, love I, it. I, I'm going to go for a different one because I like every time I watch this movie, there's something new. And my favorite one is like them trying to burn the witch because they like, <laughs> she no, turned no, me into no. a newt. The whole logical <laughs> argument, and, but, yes, then obviously, but the best part of that is, is that when they do the when they weigh her, right, then she is lighter than a duck, <laughs> and then she's like, Okay, you got me. That's one of my favorite lines. That who are you are so wise in the ways of science. I love that line. <laughs> it's like, no, that wasn't scientific at all, but okay. It's it's a really good movie. Like, but like I said earlier, you can you can kind of see that this was like made on a shoestring budget. It's really, really just carried through on the weight of their comedic genius, right? It's not shot very well. Some of the shot selections are like iffy. There's like weird cuts. Um, but it ultimately doesn't matter, man. Like in the hands of lesser performance, like if we watch this. And it was people who weren't as talented as John Cleese and, and Eric Idle and Michael Palin and Gilliam and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It would just be a shit movie. But like with them, it's still a shit movie, right? But it's really well made. It's, like it's, it's really well put together. But it's that, it's that good shit. Yeah. I, I'll be honest, like you can never really make Monty Python. I just feel like no one can do it justice the way no. they did it. I feel like it accesses a different part of my brain, <laughs> like a drug. I assume. I assume. I imagine. Um, it. It's. It's not. It's not something I've experienced before. And I've watched this movie, but I think I was more confused than anything else as a teenager. Well, fair. That's, that's fair. I mean, I remember the first time I watched Monty Python, the actual. TV series Monty Python, and there was you no know, rabbits going along, weird little cartoons and stuff. It's it's very it's, weird. It's it's out there. It's, it's super really out, out there. there. It's really out there. So I, I can understand that. Is I, I know all the Monty Python movies are on Netflix, um, but I haven't really checked. Is the series also on Netflix? No, no, no. Flying Circus is no, no, just the movies, as far as I know. Yeah, there's some good movies. I I I foresee myself nominating most likely the Life of Brian. Oh, at some point, because that's, that's actually my really good. That's actually my favorite um, of the of the Monty Python um, films. Um, but look, this is like one of those movies where it's very easy. There's there's not really much to discuss. But we do it's have like, to discuss the ending. You have to discuss the ending. You can't talk about the movie and not discuss the ending. <laughs> oh, like whether like was it all real or was it was, yeah, just, they, was just it just cosplaying mid battle. But they they sit they actually set it up very well, right? It's like the armies is there, and it's and then suddenly the bobbies arrive. <laughs> I was so confused. Bit. I was so incredibly confused that I googled it afterwards, right? Just to see what are other people saying about this incredibly old movie. And someone 
spelled it out for me, which I thought was the best way to say it. They said that they the joke was on the audience in that it was the most anticlimactic ending that they could give a movie. And that was what the intention was. Uh, that seems perfectly in line with the kind <laughs> of nonsense that they would pull. Yeah, because they were just subverting expectations like <laughs> left, right, and center. So it was like, what can we do here? I mean, even like... Like you're just talking about like subversion. Even when they go uh, into the cave, I forget what the cave is called. And then like, you know, there's supposed to be like a, a, a horrible monster. And then it's like this oh. tiny rabbit, the right? Of the, or something. The, the, the rabbit of, of or something. Ken Benog. Ken, ah, that's the one. And then it like obviously just wrecks everybody's day, right? Up until that point, no one had done that joke before. Like at least not in a, uh, not not on that scale, not to that wide of an audience, right? So that's like the whole deal. It's, it's just how that works. And you have to, you have to like understand that when you go to watch this film, it's going to be dwarf shit like that the whole time. But it's like, it's the kind of stupidity that only an intelligent person could make. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not, I, I, I I'm not sure I can explain it beyond that. No, it is right. It's it's very like it speaks to a lot of things, but it does it in a silly manner. It's for me, it's like it's deliberate randomness because it's it's a lot of random stuff going, but it's planned. They, they intentionally putting all this random intentional chaos. Yes, look, but then, then then at the same time they do they do add some like legit social commentary, even if their hearts aren't necessarily in it. Like the whole spiel about. Um, like selecting women, a, women, like selecting women, giving, <laughs> women handing out swords yeah. in shallow water is in a how does it go? Is is not appropriate for selecting a government or <laughs> whatever? It's like help, help! Uh, I'm being repressed. <laughs> <laughs> now, now the now, now the thuggery shows it. The, the violence inherent to the system shows itself, <laughs> and uh, nonsense like that. Yeah, I know it's it still stands up. It's, it definitely does. Um, but we all agree it was a good movie. Um, like I think it's really stupid but really funny yeah I think uh, like you said really you mentioned good. that in, really uh, in the group you were like I think it's pretty clear we're all just going to say it's incredibly stupid but incredibly funny and yes I is. don't think there's any more any any more succinct or um, incorrect way of saying that or whatever I don't know that's not, that's not the proper term but you get what I'm saying so yeah um, of course we did not review uh, Marty Python and the, and the Holy Grail on IGN. Uh, IGN did not exist, not even remotely at that particular point in time. Uh, so there is no review for it. But I'm certain that if we had reviewed it, we would have given it a perfect 10. Um, Me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One time mixes us up and he says no. And they're like, no, it's me. <laughs> So I want to move on to um, Love Rosie. Hey man, a, I'm, I'm no. Y'all got it, me in the fields with a few moments in that movie. I'm I'm angry at y'all. You're welcome. Look, I nominated the Prestige, which um, which was leading. Mm. Yeah, but you didn't. You didn't rally the troops. Eh? You didn't I did. I did some... not. No, I did not. I was. I'm uh, so confident. No, what? What confident? No, that I would win. No, I yes. just. No, that's not what happened at all. Don't kind of like presume to know what was going on. I was just busy with something else. Yo. 
cambio cues people. It was a meta story, man. He like, thought he was winning, so he was yeah. like, it was a meta story, like, you're going to nominate the prestige, and then plot twist at the last minute, <laughs> third act plot twist. <laughs> Love Rosie, um, actually. But Love Rosie was actually uh, not too bad. So Love Rosie, for those that don't know, is a 2014 romantic comedy starring Lily Collins and um, Claflin. Sam. Sam Claflin. Sam, Sam Claflin. Um, I said this actually when you nominated the movie the first time because this was actually a repeat nomination. Oh, incidentally, last week's nominations were all repeat nominations. Is it? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I denominated The Prestige. Shamiz had nominated Love Rosie. Uh, you guys nominated movies that nobody cared about. No one Listen, uh, Jujutsu will be back. <laughs> no, no you will watch Jujutsu. No one will this life or the next. <laughs> but uh, it's like a 2014 romantic comedy with, as I said, starring Lily Collins and Sam Claflin, um, which is basically just like the life and love story of these two characters, Rosie and Alex. Yes. Rosie and Alex. I, I have like two nitpicks. I'm just bring up the one now. I'll bring the other one later. The first thing is Sam Claflin's in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> just like bothered me. Like I was like, it's not working. Like his face and his hair is not, it's not working together. There's to something weird going on here. Uh, it's like it's like Lily Collins, they could age down very well. For him, they had to do something very extreme to sort of try and sell it. Yeah, it was, it was weird. It was... It's, just, it's again like one of those, um, I, I wouldn't go so far as to say it's a trope, but um, you see this a lot in romantic comedies where you have characters that know each other from childhood, so they have to make these 30-year-olds look like 16-year-olds, and the solution is always to like dress them in clothes that's slightly too small for them. And or something, and make the and give them like very time appropriate haircuts that they would that doesn't look good on them, but you know whatever. Look, as like Kevin said, man, like with Lily Collins, it was pretty easy. She she has a very young uh, looking face, like she could play a teenager now, and people would probably believe it. Mister Claflin, not so much. He's clearly an older, rugged, uh, ruggedly handsome guy. Um, it's a, it's a bit harder to do. But look, I mean, that sequence doesn't last that long. Well, actually, that's not true. Eh? It's actually a significant portion of the opening of the film. Yeah, it was very distracting. <laughs> I was like, like, what is going on here? Like, please, make so it just, stop. So just to go into more details of what the movie's about, right? So um, Rosie and Alex meet as, uh, meeting like in, not even in primary school, like before that, as kids, and they become best friends for life. Um Alex is super in love with Rosie and Rosie is oblivious to this fact. And then on her 18th birthday, they share a kiss. She gets blackout drunk and doesn't remember this kiss. And when he comes to see her the next day, she doesn't bring it up at all. And so he just assumes that she doesn't want to discuss it and he never confesses his feelings. And that's basically... The plot of the whole movie is these two people who are so clearly in love with each other, but don't say anything. Um, but also a lot of missed opportunities when they do want to say things. Yes. Yeah, something always something. Either they don't say anything or something stops them. There's always like a baby. Anyway. Yeah, a baby. Hurdles. <laughs> a big, rather big hurdle, the baby. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I, 
I really enjoyed the two first two thirds of this movie. Like, re- I was really invested in it. I think this is probably Lily Collins's best performance. <laughs> like everything else I've seen in there's something about her. There, I just I can't deal with the Hey, hey. <laughs> Hey. Oh, sorry, your, sorry, sorry. Sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> I love Lily Collins, but Emily in Paris has tainted that. It's, yeah, it's not good. Like, I watched one episode of, like, just one episode yeah, of, like, nah, boss. And she hasn't been, okay, she was also in Shadowhunters, where she wasn't too bad, which I actually quite enjoyed. Um, oh, that was Lily Collins. I forgot about that movie. Yeah, she had, um, that's because she wasn't speaking in an English accent. Uh, but like the first two thirds of this movie is great. I'm really into it. But then like the last third, the wheels kind of come off and shit just starts happening because they're trying to rush to this conclusion and it never feels. It I don't know. It loses that, like... that, that organic feel that it was going for. And then it's just kind of like, yeah, this like, is what it is. And we need to just get to the. I'll, I'll give you an example, right? So um, towards the end of the, like the second act or whatever, or, or sometime or somewhere in the middle of the movie, uh, Alex meets like uh, another lady. I think her name was um, Sally. Anyway, I want to say Sally. Yeah, Sally. She had like a really like the whitest, most boring name ever. But anyway, right? Like he meets this woman because he's studying medicine in America, and then they montage their relationship, right? But the montage makes it seem like they are really happy together and that they're in a good, fulfilling relationship. But then when you see them again together. She's like a real bitch. And it's like, ooh, where did that come from? Whatever. You don't, you don't get the sense that that character is the harridan that she turns out to be when they first meet. She seems really like normal and sweet so and whatever. It's actually super interesting that that's something you picked up because in the book, Sally wasn't a bitch. Dun, 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 I don't know. Man. <laughs> That's like that's like Shamiz's catchphrase in the book. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I held back not... a little bit earlier, but I'm going to say it now as well. Also, in the book, they were 16 <laughs> years old when they were out partying and drinking, but I don't think the film wanted to promote underage drinking. So, so for, yeah. for me, you mentioned about the like you know I enjoyed the first two thirds of the movie, and I I really did as well. So and. For me, though, the, what I enjoyed about it is you described the movie earlier as a romantic comedy. The first two thirds of this movie to me is not a romantic comedy; it's it's a romantic drama. Yes, I was. It's a romantic drama. That's why in the group and, when I called you, I said it's a rom com drama. Yeah, it's it's it's. it's but the, it's more mean, drama it's, than comedy. It's more drama. It's the last bit that sort of starts falling into the rom com tropes of this, you know, crazy mishaps and people accidentally doing things and getting into trouble and you know. And they just throw these bad scenarios, people, you know, where she misses a flight and then this happens. This, and that's the type of stuff you generally see in rom-coms. And the first two-thirds, it's a romantic drama and it's solid. It's solid drama, like really solid drama. Yes, there's some jokes, but it's those type of, those bittersweet jokes, you know, where it's, it's yeah, the, emotional. The, the, the gags aren't funny. The gags aren't funny to the characters. Yes, they are exactly. just saying stuff. It's funny exactly. to us as an observer, but they're not making a joke. They yes, are like, exactly. uh, like and I'm, I'm a, I, I am a sucker for a good dramedy kind of vibe. I, I love, I love those genres, and this nails that. This absolutely nails that first two thirds of the movie. It completely nails, and I love that part. And like, like Shadley said, it hits you in the feels, man. There's a few like, of the moments. Like, like I'll say, like as a 
as a parent of two like young kids né? and a child to an only mother like the scene where she what was going to give up a child like that hit me pretty hard and then the scene where he's kind of looking at the crib mm. um those two scenes oh, like actually was, hit really hard when when he discovers that uh, like Sally's baby is not his baby um I'm coming I'm coming to jump in in the book, <laughs> in the book. <laughs> oh no <laughs> in the book Alex had I think three children He's a hoe. Okay, we'd be, why are you saying that? <laughs> you say you pause if you're waiting for us. It's like, we didn't read the book. I know, we wanted it to know. He had, he yeah, had, but, he had but, like, but, but you say that like you want us to like comment on it or something. And we I all, wanted it to be shocked. Go, and you were like, shocked. So oh, okay. I'm satisfied. <laughs> so Alex, had, I think he had either one or two children with Sally and then one, one or two children with Bethany. Fuck Bethany, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for, for those that... Sorry, I just had to. For those that didn't watch the movie, <laughs> Alex's first girlfriend is Sally, this American that he meets. <laughs> no, it's Bethany. It's in Harvard? Bethany. That's what's no, Bethany. But, but, but then in the end of the movie, he re... He re um, uh, rekindles the relationship he had with his high school girlfriend which is Bethany who has since become this international uh, ironically, model ironically only rekind- he only rekindles the relationship because Rosie tells her to look yeah, him up when yeah, she's in Boston yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's a you know I just want to go back to what Kevin said actually it's like it's a really good romantic drama for that first half and then things just go they just start throwing tropes into the back um, and it kind of, it didn't ruin the film for me, but I was like, yo, guys, this could have been like a classic on the level of Dirty Dancing even, or, possibly, or Pretty Woman. It could have been up there, and you just, you kind of lost the plot there, that last bit. Yeah, like, I was really into it. Like I mentioned, like my wife was watching this, and she loved it from the start. I, I told you guys, she gave a very sobbing stamp of approval quite early on. The tears were flowing already. and she was like really, really into it. And then when it, that last say 20 minutes, when it was like the third or fourth instance in a row of them doing something silly to miss each other again, she was like, this is getting tiring now. Just sort of meet yeah. now, just meet, like stop throwing all these roadblocks in there. Just, yeah. just so the, the movie even tried to condense their mishaps because in the book, um, she hashtag in the book. <laughs> she actually meets someone else, so she doesn't just reconnect with her daughter's father. She gets married to somebody else. There's two men, so it's her daughter's father um, that she reconnects with, and another man. And it's the other man that cheats on her that is not mentioned in the movie. So the, the movie sort of it already cut quite a lot of the mishaps and. Yeah, but look, so I mean, it's a bit condensed that other character into Greg. Yes, no, Greg Brian. Ultra douche. But that's like <laughs> Brian, normal, Brian right? Greg. Like, like uh, films will often do that, where they'll merge uh, two characters into whatever. I mean, look, it's expedient. Sometimes not not every film can be the Batman, where you can have 100 characters and they all have time uh, to shine. Right? Not everybody can do that. Um, but like... My like it's funny, like Irvin, you were like saying that your wife like really like loved it. My wife hates this movie. 
absolutely <laughs> hates it. And it's so funny because we were like sit, like laying next to each other watching this film. And I'm like, oh, like I'm really into it. Lily Collins is like just like she's so charming and sweet and like real. And like Sam Claflin is like really giving up this vibe of like this guy who is um so in love with this girl and she's just he's like my chance is gone because she's never gonna she, she doesn't want to acknowledge like this thing this how this relationship that we had and it was just like it was just so great and Rushdia is just like no 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 <laughs> that's stupid who would do that I'm so she you know one of the things she really hated was um uh there's a like you know in a film like this we have like a single mother kind of thing there's always at some point where this person will talk about the kid like if because they had the kid when they were in high school and they'll talk about how they'll never take it back but like having the kid um you know how their dreams back or whatever there's like a speech like that and so like so i mentioned you know what would have been interesting was if uh if the kid wasn't amazing if the kid was actually audible just for a change and Rishdia goes yes I'm so duck of these single mothers and their perfect freaking children. <laughs> and it just for once have a normal kid who's full of crap and makes your life shitty. But you love them anyway because you were parent. I was like, okay. I mean, I, I, I wasn't going to go that hardcore into it, but you seem to really want that idea to be carried through. But yeah, she she likes nothing about the movie. I was actually stunned at how much she hated it. Um, I am shocked to my core. I was like, yeah, like while I accept that the third act was not as good as the first two, I still overall think that it's one of the better rom-com drums that are available to us at the moment. Yeah, I'd say that. She made the point, she said, um, because we watched um we watched three, four episodes of Bridgerton. Then we watched Love Rosie, and then we watched the end of Bridgerton. So we those programs are kind of now intertwined with each other because we watched them like in a in a binge, right? So she was saying the problem for her with Love Rosie ultimately is that there's no to her, there's no tension in their relationship. She never got the sense that, oh, well, they won't they, or like what's going to happen. Like it's like you never get the sense, like, okay, look, it's a romantic thing. Obviously, the people are going to end up together, right? But a good movie always knows, even if the end is inevitable, you need to create that sense of doubt um, in the audience, right? And she just, she, like, she's never felt that. Whereas, because we were watching Bridgerton season two at the same time, you always wonder, like, how are these characters going to end up together? They are always fighting. There's always something in the way. There's always something. It's like, what is the mechanism that's finally going to push them together? And her whole vibe was, was like, I never felt that with this movie. Um, I disagree with her. I don't know where she got that from. But, yeah, but ultimately she... I actually not think smart. had Love, Rosie been a series, a romantic drama series the relationship would have been a lot more organic and they would have been able to have more time to be true to the material. Well, so, I, go for it, Charlie. So what I was going to say, my second nitpick was like, you they, they destroyed a lot of like other people's relationships on the way to these, like it, all these other people got taken out. But like where it got diffused for me was when he ended up with Bethany again 
I felt like that was unnecessary. Like it was like this inevitable roadblock that they were just like, ah, you know what? It didn't work, whatever. And that I, kind of like diffused that tension that you were talking about. It, it, was, at, it, it, was, it was at that moment, actually, when my wife said, like, you know, just get get on with it now. Because we know that eventually they're going to end up. This is this is like a a very blatant twist. Yeah, and, it, and they don't even like explain it. It's just like yeah, it didn't work. That, that's what they say. They literally said like, and then I mean, even, even the end, right? When they like eventually do get together, it kind of just happens. You know what I mean? Because like the 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 last act of the movie in um, towards the end of the third act, uh, Alex and Bethany get married. Uh, Rosie gives this speech as the because she's his best man, and it's like. You can't give a speech like that at the brass wedding, right? Because she, if essentially she declares her love for him, right? Yeah, she tries to be circumspect about it, but he clearly knows what she's saying. That speech is clearly written for him to tell him. And Bethany, as the bride, it's clear like there's nobody in that room that wasn't like, I think this woman is in love with this man, right? So that kind of happens. It doesn't derail like the way because she she like couches, she chooses her words carefully and whatever. Um, and then some other stuff happens that makes them realize that they do love each other, but he's married and she moves on and she moves back to England and she fulfills a dream, which was that she always wanted a hotel. And then it moves to the hotel. It's the opening day of the hotel. They're having a party. And then Alex just shows up. He's there. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, he just shows up and it's not even like, it doesn't even like um it doesn't even like when he comes they say no you know what after you spoke i realized he's just there and she's like oh you yeah you know i have this hotel with all these rooms you want to go into one of them mm. <laughs> and, then, and then the movie's done so now i'm actually my turn to tell you about the book ending <laughs> <Please. laughs> <laughs> so this was this was a rare case of me watching the movie before reading the book. I'd fallen in love with the movie, and then I went in search of the book, which was initially called Where Rainbows End. The movie retitled it as Love, Rosie. Rightly so, because the entire book is written in emails, messages, IMs, letters. Like, there is not a single paragraph of text that isn't within a form of messaging. And oh, that's interesting. The entire thing. So that's all you, you're reading. You're just reading a lot of things obviously happen sort of off off screen, off page, because it's re, it's a retelling, you know, with her writing to Alex saying, today Katie did this or whatever. And um there's no diary edges, it's all letters. And <coughs> excuse me. Excusing, yeah. And you don't you don't know what time, how far apart these things are happening. You're just reading their letters to each other sort of in chronological order until you get to the end where you finally get a proper chapter. And it's it's Rosie sitting in this hotel. So that part is the same. But she's sitting in this hotel. with She's going through a box of all the old letters. So you've actually been reading it along with Rosie going through this journey, reading all of their old communications with each other. She's now in her 50s, so that's different from the movie as well. Um, and then she closes everything up because somebody knocks at the hotel door, and when she goes down there, she trips, 
and then he catches her, and that's the end. Okay, um, yeah. so the movie's better. <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch that movie. Oh, no, no, that's a dumb ending. So, no. So this, this is the thing is that I, I, I went and I, I looked up some think pieces between, for other people, what they thought of the book and the movie, because I actually didn't like that ending. I didn't like that she was 50. I didn't like that it also ended so suddenly with, oh, it's very coincidental that today when I decided to read all of your letters, you're going to knock my door. Um, but a lot of the blog posts and reviews that I read loved the book's ending and they found that it added a lot more depth having her be older and reflecting over the entire relationship together since they were younger. So No, I don't like that. Because <laughs> basically that means but that... But too notebooky. No, not just that. It, it's not, that's basically Alex. He he had Rosie. He knows Rosie's feelings for him. He knows his own feelings for her. And then he decided, I'm staying with Bethany anyway, and I'm just going to live the next 20 years. And then after that, I'm going to go, nah, I was wrong. Let's skip this. Just wasted that full person's life. And it just ditch them and go like that that's just the dick thing to do yeah it's it just makes him unlikable yes the the book the book is definitely a drama and it doesn't lead into the comedy so i think for for the drama genre i think it makes sense if it's not playing into sort of the romantic comedy tropes playing into is a dick trope that's what (laughs) (laughs) ultimately i liked it i liked it I gave it the thumbs up on the Netflix, on the Netflixy thummy thingy. Um, but yeah, that last, but I can live with it, but yeah, it's not not what it's I not, would have done. It's not that it's bad. It's just that it's not as good as what came before. And yeah, in, yeah. It's like in, in, when you put them next to each other, then you're like, okay, that's a that's that's a superior part of the movie in the beginning, and the ending is not as good. You know what it's kind of like? It's like a relay race, right? With a with a <laughs> first couple of people run an amazing race. And then the last person to get the baton, like kind of slows they, things they down, don't stumble. stumble. They don't fumble. Like they, they do what they're supposed to do, but they just don't run fast enough and they get silver. Well, if, if, if actually in the way this thing works, the last person suddenly has like 14 hurdles in front of them and a steeple and there's a water has it to jump <laughs> over. And, and long jump. Yeah, there's an oil slick. Someone throws a turtle shell, you know. And like they were like a pack of dogs. And yeah, that's yeah. that's. It, it Look, actually feels like they tried to cram in all those those rom-com tropes into that section. Like they were like, yes. oh, we need to still do all of this here quickly. Do it all here. So look, anyway, I I, I liked it enough that I would, I wouldn't, uh, I would actually watch it again. I liked it enough that it would entertain me a second time. It's, it's, it's not like a one and done for me, um, but I like still maintain it. Like there's, there's a, a better ending for this, and I wish they would have, you know, made the effort to do that. But you know, be that as it may, that's what happened. Um, okay, so next week, let's talk about next week. I I understand that Shadley. I was I was I was forced and duties. I understand. Like Shad- both for one day. over his shoulder first before he sees right. it. <laughs> So Shadley, Shadley apparently to, has been given an instruction yeah, to what he must nominate. I must nominate one day. I don't even, I just know Anne Hathaway is in there. That's it. I don't know anything else. I was just told you need to watch this. Okay, week. so Shadley, you need to explain, right? So there's a movie, it's called One Day. I've actually seen this movie already starring Anne Hathaway. Um, and I cannot remember the actor's name, but I know he's one of the leads. 
in the Apple TV show called um, How Before Dark. Uh, he's the, he plays the father in that uh, show. But I can't remember uh, his name or anything. But anyway, Anne Hathaway, she's the big star, right? I've seen this movie. I kind of understand why your wife wants you to watch this movie because I see how it can kind of piggyback off from Love Rosie. But like, what did she tell you? She said, did you, she first asked me if I enjoyed Love Rosie. And I was like, yeah. And then she's like, you must watch this next. And, and I was like, she, okay, let me check it out. She's like, no, you must watch this next. You must nominate this next. I was like, oh, I've never seen you do this. <laughs> not taking any chances here. And, and so you don't know what the movie's about? I have no idea. And, and you're not allowed to look it up either? No. No. And the strict instructions. I'm scared, but I'm fighting for my life like, out here. Okay, it's not a horror movie. <laughs> That's what you I know it's it. not a horror movie. She would never put me through that. <laughs> I know it's a rom-com or a romantic drama. Okay. So, Shadley's nomination is One Day starring Anne Hathaway. We can't discuss the plot or what it's about. Um, and I'm wondering, I, I will supply the trailer um, for the poll so that you don't have to look for it. Because we don't want to... We don't want... We don't, want this regardless, so. <laughs> we don't want Chadley's. We don't want Chadley's wife coming off the or us. Be that as it may. Uh, so, what my nomination for this week is? Um, I'm actually also feeling in a bit of a. Um, uh, I'm looking for a a, a romantic film uh, of some kind, and so I found a film. It was probably one of the first movies that I put on my watch list. So it's like right at the end. It's called Irreplaceable You, um, starring Gugu Mbatu Rao. Um, so it's a Netflix original, I believe. Um, and it's it's the story of this woman who has a terminal illness and her husband coming to terms with the fact that she's going to die. And her trying to convince him, like, look, you you need to move on with your life, right? I'm not irreplaceable. Um Something so I'm expecting tears, lots of lots of jerkies and tearies uh, to happen, but like that's my nomination uh, for this week. Kervis, oh, okay. Well, I'm going to go the opposite of you. Um, I felt too much emotions this week, too many. <laughs> I, I can't do that again. So I'm going dumb, absolutely dumb. I realized the other day there's a movie on Netflix that I thought I had seen, but then I realized on Monday Night Heaven, which is Geostorm. Absolutely oh my god dumb disaster movie and i'm all for it like it's it's gerard butler as a scientist set a satellite designer saving the world when when climate controlling satellites go haywire it's you... stupid and i'm i'm all for it oh, i can switch my brain so off dumb. i can switch my brain off and just look at explosions and it sounds like excellent design. science exactly it's brilliant it's, i'm so there for it it's, it's, it's really bad my really <laughs> i don't science. care I, i've got a i've got a look some people drink excessively now they smoke i've got a soft spot for stupid disaster movies <laughs> have you have you seen the core i have this movie is worse than the core <laughs> You're selling this to me. That's what you are doing. You are selling this to me. <laughs> it's it's pretty bad. Like, Gerard Butler is such an interesting guy, right? Because he made, uh, like, he made a couple of good movies and whatever, and then, of course, 300, right? And I cannot understand his career trajectory post-300. I don't understand. Like, from that movie, you would expect, this prize is going to be like a major star and he's going to be in everything. And he's just 
just somehow ended up in in B grade heaven. Somehow, gods of right? Egypt. <laughs> I is forgot he, he's in. I forgot he's in gods of Egypt. No, he's not. He's the main villain in gods of Egypt. Oh yes, that's right. That's right. That's right. I forgot. Right. I forgot. Oh, Look, gods of Egypt is 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 the also. The day that movie hits a streaming service, yeah. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> getting, no, I already said three nominations. <laughs> I already said I'm nominating that movie because, like I've said this before, I don't know how you make a movie with Chadwick Boseman and then they comment on Chadwick Boseman and the comment is that he was really cucking the movie, right? So that was honestly my first my first um, exposure to Chadwick Boseman. I was like. This I think that was his nowhere. <laughs> I think no. that if I, I believe that was his first major. But role. wasn't no, but isn't he um, forty-two? The one where he played uh, Jackie Robinson. No, I'm, I'm like ninety percent sure Gods of Egypt came out first. Either way, uh, that regardless, if, if you had told me that guy was going to be Black Panther one day, I would have slapped you like Will Smith. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to discuss that. I'm already I'm moved no, from not... viewing that video. Shamiz, what's your nomination? I'm going to go with Deep Water, which is on Amazon Prime Video. Correct. Tell me something. Is it based on a book? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think so. It looks like it's a it's a really bad knockoff of Gone Girl. I saw the first trailer for that. So that's um, on Amazon Prime. No? Mm -hmm. Yeah, on Amazon Prime, uh, Ben Affleck, Anna de Amas. I hope I've said that correctly. She's so beautiful. Um, yes, we've noticed. Kevin, <laughs> you watch you. Uh, <laughs> She's noticed. Damn But I saw the first trailer, the first teaser trailer for that. It's only 30 seconds long. And I was like, oh, I need to watch this film. And then I watched subsequent trailers and I was like, no, this doesn't look very good. And uh, like the reviews I've read since... It's not very promising, so I don't know. I mean, I still have to nominate because I I do enjoy Ben Affleck as a murderous husband and just a bonus Jacob Elordi, of course. <sighs> oh, it become, everything becomes <sighs> clear. The blank is back. Have, <laughs> you, have you seen his appearance on uh, Hot Ones? I have. He is. How, how, how do you think... Kid. How do you think the YouTube algorithm would not throw something at Shamiz that includes Jacob <laughs> Elzey and Hot One? How do you think? <laughs> you, guys, you guys should actually watch that because, um, uh, look, the only other thing I know him from is the Sunere Boxy. Smoochbox. And he actually seems like a very Afraid interesting... <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you said that out loud. <laughs> Look, that's something that when it pops in your head, you have to say it. You can't hold that shit in. <laughs> oh my god, you're gonna get us banned. <laughs> oh my asthma. <laughs> um, I'm gonna die. Go and like Hot Ones is just generally a, a very good show, but go and watch his episode. He's he's, um, he's actually pretty good in it and it's quite charming. And whatever. I just want to say that I told you so and continue. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, look, honestly, I, I sort of want to watch Deep Water, even though it's a very, very bad thing. Because on paper, I mean, it's the guy that Adrian Lin who directed Fatal Attraction. You got, you know, Ben Affleck's Under the Armors. But on paper, it sounds like this should be a really good movie, but I've heard nothing but bad things. So, yeah. Yeah, look, sometimes it happens. Eh? Like, there's, there's a certain type of movie. I, I, I watched a movie review some years ago where someone was talking about 
um, I think that like the Dark Knight Rises or something. Maybe it was the Dark Knight Rises. No, no, you know what it was? It was um, Justice League. Someone was talking about Justice League. Uh, and Justice said, League or Justice League? No, no, uh, the Just Justice League. I was talking about uh, that. And they were like, you can't, like, people who aren't, ta- only people who are talented can make a movie this bad. <laughs> and I feel like Deep Water maybe kind of falls into that character. Ca- There's only anywhere. one way to find out. Yeah, you're going to, yeah. like, use your clout again and get everybody, like, I need to, like, like ask, put 20 tweets out asking people for votes. Shamiz does one and then I think we it's and it's done. Um, out of respect for Shadley's marriage, I will <laughs> not be asking for votes this week. So Zayn has got you. no shame. He's going to ask. No, I've got no shame. I'm, He's going to ask. I'm, email, I'm uh, adding Stephen Fry. I'm going to Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> Like handwritten letters on custom like, and custom. Well, Smith doesn't seem to have anything going on at the moment. I'm gonna ask him also. <laughs> yeah, we're doing that. But in any case, this has been IGN's watch list. Uh, next week we are nominating One Day starring Anne Hathaway, a movie we know nothing about. Uh Kirvin Krutes nominated Geostorm, starring Gerard Butler. Shamiz Betal Papatanasio is nominated Deepwater on Amazon Prime, starring Ben Affleck and Anna de Amas. And I have selected Irreplaceable You, a Netflix original film starring the severely underrated Gugu Mbatu Rao. She really That's should good. be doing more stuff. Um, I'm glad that she got some time to shine in Loki, but she's like she needs she needs. Like more, mm. like I, I'm always happy to see in a pop. But that has been IGN's watch list. Thank you for watching, everybody. Tate that yellow mikeys. Thank you that yellow comment. Bye. Bye. Tata. We are not.